This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Good afternoon. Oh, good morning. (laughs) Good morning, Mrs. Mortimer. Thank you. I'm Miss Mortimer, or Mrs. Mortimer Halaliku. Thank you very much. (laughs) Ms. Ms. Yeah, I do identify as Ms. Same. Adrian got so offended when we got married and he's like, Mrs. Morris. And I was like, ew, it's Ms. Please. He's like, you're married. You have to be Mrs. And I was like, "Mm, no, no offense. But like all of the teachers at my private or girls school chose to be Ms. Because they didn't want to sound like an old lady. And so that stuck with me for the rest of my life. Oh, mine's like a fuck the patriarchy. You can't identify me based on whether I'm married or not. Oh, well, yeah, that too. Yeah. So how was your week? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it has been a good week. Has it? Yeah, nothing wrong with it. Um, what do you mean? We didn't have water for three days. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, in the scheme of things, that's like a very small thing. So, yeah, we had to boil our water for three days, but like at least we have access to a kettle and we have running water, you know? Just like not to be all check your privilege, but like check your privilege (laughs) um so yeah I was very dehydrated because I would just tell you that I just wasn't boiling my water I just wasn't drinking (laughs) I felt the same and I felt like uh not yes check your privilege 100% but also the analogy of FODMAP stacking my food I was applying to life for those couple of days I was like not only is the power flickering. I can't drink the water. I can't have a bath because I shouldn't be bathing in these pathogens that will give me gastro. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a shit show. Hmm. Um, but no, other than that's been fine. I mean, I was very dehydrated for those days, but uh, we did some gardening on the weekend. The weather, like I'm just so weather dependent. It was such a nice day on the weekend. I yeah. Brenton, I just want to make our backyard bigger. I just want to rip up that garden bed. And he's like, let's do it. We don't have anything else to do. So we did, which is so unlike us to actually like do something we've been talking about <laughs> since the day we moved in. <laughs> and that was really fun, like just digging up our garden beds and felt like I was Jamie Jury. And then yesterday I had a day off and I finished most of the weeding and gardening and I woke up last night to go to the toilet. I couldn't walk. So I did an 8K run yesterday and then I gardened for almost two hours and my hamstrings and my calves were like split. Like the second that my feet hit the floor, it was like, ah. And so I still have them in a constant state of bend and just moving mm. with my body and like my back hurts. I'm so sore, but it's actually a really nice feeling. Like I feel physically exhausted, which I feel like I've been missing during ISO because we can't do anything. Totally. I know exactly how you feel. The I miss feeling physically exhausted. Mm. I just, all I feel is mentally exhausted. I'm like a dog. <laughs> yeah. You've been enriched, but you haven't been exercised. Yeah. I'm a dog after surgery and it's like, well, I can't take her for a run. So I better do trick training with her. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I feel like that's really what we've been missing because at home, obviously, you can do like, you know, a HIIT workout or whatever, but you can't do that much. Whereas when it's... Oh, come on. When have we ever done a HIIT workout from home? I mean, you might have, but I haven't. I've done like (laughs) three in my life. But like, I just feel like being able to be outside and doing an activity that was like a workout and also an activity just used up my day and my energy in such a different way than anything else that we can currently do in our one hour period outside of the house, you know? Yeah, 100%. I spent multiple hours outside on Saturday because the weather was so beautiful. I just lay on my front porch. I put my sunscreen on 
and I sat on the dog bed on the front porch with a book uh, for a number of hours. <laughs> so true, because I feel like with the whole you can only exercise outside for an hour, I sort of take that as you can only be outside for an hour because unless it's particularly beautifully sunny, I don't really sit outside. Like I don't use my outside space. Mm. So it's been nice to actually spend time outside that's not like outside the home. <laughs> for sure. Yes. Oh, I also wanted to say exciting news that you will now have your new baby foster dog, which is very exciting. Oh, yeah, I will. Miko is arriving tomorrow. She's really cute. She's really small. I can't wait. And by really small, I mean small for the kind of dogs that I have, not like a multi Shih Tzu. And is she a Border Collie? She is. Border Collie costs something. I don't know why she's so small. Because <laughs> she's adorable. Oh my God, she's a little. Apparently she's just like bouncy and happy and cute and I can't wait. And Watson's going to hate her. Can I have her when you're done with her? <laughs> I know she'd be perfect for your house. She doesn't take that much space. Also, I'm, you know, moving to Frankston. So <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll have an acreage. Not Me really. and Alex are really living. Like I feel like I'm just as invested in it as she is of her having a sea change and moving to like Frankston, Seaford, Chelsea area. This is only relevant for people in Melbourne. And I'm really here for it because although I'm like Eastern Burbs, I'm quite close to Bayside. So I'm, I'm totally encouraging it. We could still get it quick. I want to go Bayside. Adrian, I had this conversation the other day and I'm sure many people listening to this podcast can relate, especially out, out of Melbourne listeners. I have come to realize in the last maybe three or four years of my life that I've really valued time by the water. And I didn't, and I know that's a thing that a lot of people have where they feel like fulfilled, like it fills up their cup being like by the ocean and out in nature. And I never identified as that person. And I think, I don't know if it's my age, but I yeah. Think it's ISO. I think it's ISO because I will tell you, I have never appreciated one Turner South Parks so much <laughs> in my life. Like I walk around and I gaze at the trees and the open air and I'm like, God, you wouldn't have this, this in Ashburton, would you? Like <laughs> it's, it's ISO. It's the fact that we've been trapped in our houses and you start to appreciate what you have or what you don't have. But yeah. Wow, nature. Love it. You should have seen. Sorry, I could go on forever about nature and now it's been seven minutes. You can cut this out. But I did want to say when we were out the front the other day, Adrian got swooped by a magpie and we're in our own front yard. I miss it. (laughs) So I was like, ooh, a friend. And so I ran inside and got some. Oh, no, I was holding chips at the time. So I was like, oh, my goodness, we have to make friends with that magpie that just swooped you so he doesn't do it again. And so I threw some chippies to the magpie. And then Adrian went in, got some ham, and we like hung over our front fence and fed a magpie for like 20 minutes. And that is my nature story. (laughs) I would never think to give ham to a magpie. For some reason, I think that they're like more into seeds. Do they like? No, they like meat. Mm, They like sausage and stuff, but we didn't have any sausage. We didn't have any red meat. So ham was the closest thing we had. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Anyway, that's our lives. And now I have ordered uh, a bunch of grass, which I'm going to lay myself next week because I'm Jamie Jury. And (laughs) I can't wait. I feel like I'm going to have a whole new backyard because it feels so much bigger. Yeah. It'll be so, oh, God, is it a good idea to lay down turf when you're getting a foster? Who knows? Thought about it, but also thought, like, she deserves the best. (laughs) I was like, it's a real shame I can't get the turf down before the dog arrives because now she's going to know what it was like before she arrived. Rolling out the green carpet, literally. Yeah, yeah. can't wait. It'll be the best. Uh, all right, let's get into beauty news. Uh, that's the tea on that. 
comments first. Nikki Tutorials and a Beauty Bay collab? Yeah, have you seen it? I have not. Oh. Please well, tell me. Nikki Tutorials has collabed with Beauty Bay to release an eyeshadow palette. It's a mixture of sort of new, warm neutrals and brights. Like there's blues, chartreuse, yellow, shimmers and mattes. It's very Nikki Tutorials. Mm. It's an interesting collab because she's been sort of making jokes about the fact that people have wanted to collab with her for so many years, but she was burned by her Too Faced collab. And then she yeah. collabed with Ofra, but then she was like, no, no, no more collabs. But she was like, this one just felt really right. And I was like, oh, so interesting. I wonder who she said no to if Beauty Bay was the one that felt so right. I don't know. Maybe it was the money. Maybe that's why it felt right. True, because she did. T- I think she did talk about the fact that Too Faced has ripped her off. So maybe it was the fact that she is actually getting proper income through this palette in all seriousness. She did say mm. the YouTube video like, oh, and of course, like, if you buy this palette, you will be helping to support me. And I was like, okay. Ooh. All right. Well, that's good to know. I just think why is she still collabing with other brands when it's about time that she bought out her own beauty line? But maybe she really doesn't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, maybe she hears us being like, God, another influencer, or another product. Or maybe True. she's dipping her toe in to find out what she wants and what factory she wants and I don't know. Anyway, mm. they're all it's it's cute and it's colourful and she was talking about it in quite a refreshing way because she was like, This one swatches like shit, but just know that I care about how the eyeshadows perform on your eye and not necessarily how they swatch. So beware of that and stuff. And so I was like, Oh, oh that's That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Um, she did also talk about the fact that it's just been such bad timing because I think it was supposed to launch earlier in the year and then she got blackmailed and had to come out. She didn't have to come out, but she came out as trans and then she was robbed and it was like... She's had a big year. I know. And I was wondering if the fact that she got robbed and then she came on and was all, makeup's my therapy, it's okay, I'm going to continue because makeup is my therapy. I thought, are you having to say that because you've already postponed this launch once and it's going to seem odd timing if you don't, bounce back quickly to then launch this palette um yeah it definitely could have been the case I mean she couldn't have gone radio silent and then come out with this and it is very close together so you could be right there I don't I don't think that Beauty Bay would have forced her but I think she probably thought for her own personal brand she didn't want to look like a Jaclyn Hill only coming online when she had to sell something so yeah yeah I I feel like it was genuine what she Mm. said but I also feel like she definitely had a motivating factor to bounce back so quickly because she sort of needed to get content in before she released this. But yeah, palette looks cool. And if you're into brights, they look beautiful. If you're into Nikki tutorials, it looks beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking at it now. It looks great. Nice big pans as well. And 20 eyeshadows. So it's like a decent size palette. Yeah. And how much uh, is it retailing for? 45, which is US dollars, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. So not bad. About like a Too Faced price palette. I guess. Mm. And for 20 eyeshadows it's and big pans, yeah, I think that's, that's fine. Cool. And it's vegan and cruelty-free. That's fab. Um, have you seen the Sam and Nick Chapman MAC Maker lipsticks? I did, actually, but I didn't look into it. But I saw them talking about – well, I saw the posts. Yeah. I mean, not much news. I don't even know if they've actually launched in Australia or if it's just a UK thing. I assume it's probably a UK thing. It will be, yeah. But Sam and Nick Chapman have released their own shades with MAC in that Maker collection, Mm -hmm. which they did with Jamie Genevieve do that? Yep. I just think it's wild that Jamie Genevieve did that. Samantha. True. I think it's wild that both Samantha and Jamie Genevieve have done that before Sam and Nick from Pixie Woo when they 
no Mac because they work with Mac and I think are, are bigger people than Jamie Genevieve and Samantha. Maybe the Jamie Genevieve and Samantha audience is more mm. the beauty devotee audience that they yeah. are targeting at Mac. And also I felt like the they were both employed by Mac, Sam and Jamie, weren't they? At some point in their life? I, maybe, I don't know if Jamie was. I feel like she was like a lush and illa mascot, but I, mm. maybe, maybe. But yeah, I do like that they often talk about the full circle story. Experience. Sam mm. and the same. They started off in like, you know, the Norwich store and then went to the pro store and now they have a MAC lipstick, which is wild. Don't um, you just feel like everyone who comes out with a MAC maker lipstick either brings it out in nude or red though? And that's exactly what Pixie Woo have done as well. I do. I do think that's what they do. But, like, are there any other colours in this world worth wearing? No, but also why don't they pick people that might have a more daring lip choice than, like, if Alana Rama came out with a MAC Maker lipstick, it would be neon orange and that would be fun. Yeah, that's true. But maybe they also pick things that they think will sell well. I don't know. Oh, yeah, 100%. You'd be on the money there. So Sam's is a fuchsia red. It's one of those reds that make your teeth look really white and on certain skin tones will pull quite pink. Yep. And it's also one of those reds that look really beautiful and striking on a deep skin tone, but then you can also layer with a deeper lip liner on a deeper skin tone to give it more of like a whiny red. So very versatile choice, which was... Uh, deliberately thought about for them and then sam's is a paler sort of peachy nude but she said that she made it in a cream sheen formula so that it can be worn on a deeper skin tone particularly with a deeper lip liner so i appreciate the fact that they chose things that they would wear themselves but also kept in mind to tweak them slightly so that they would work for a range of people yeah they the sam one doesn't say that it's made in the cream sheen formula but it definitely has a gloss to it it definitely looks like a glossy red it's kind of like if they're what ruby woo that iconic mac lipstick was in a cream shame formula that's kind of the color it is it's that bold blue red yeah she i can't remember the texture that she said it was it's amplified ah cool yeah which is like a weird formula really it's like creamy but not creamy that in between also they're both in gold packaging which is nice. Yeah, they're so beautiful. I If I lived in the UK, I'd probably buy one purely just because I like them and it excites me, even though I hate the smell of MAC lipsticks. I love the smell of MAC lipsticks. Mm-hmm. I would bottle it, which apparently uh, that's what Frederick Marle has done. Apparently the rose perfume smells like MAC lipsticks. So there you go. Oh, wow. I wouldn't yeah. call them rosy. I'd call them like vanilla-y, Play-Doh-y. No. Yeah. Uh, you also have talked about a is this meant to say Beauty Bay and Cult Beauty Advent Calendar? No, Beauty Banks. No, Who's Beauty, Beauty Banks? Beauty Banks is the charity that Sally Hughes and Joe Jones. So Sally Hughes is a beauty journal- journalist. Joe Jones is the UK's pretty much biggest beauty PR person. Think Roxy Jacenko for the UK. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, they have a charity which is all about hygiene poverty. And mm. so they provide like, uh, makeup to women's shelters and pads and tampons and all that kind of stuff. It's I follow both of them on Instagram. So to me, it's very big. I was going to say it's very big, but if you don't follow either of them, you probably wouldn't know anything about it. But really cool initiative. And they are releasing an advent calendar with Cult Beauty this year. So it's a charity advent calendar for Beauty Bank wow. with all the goodies from Cult Beauty, which I just thought, what a win. Like advent calendars, always the best. A Cult Beauty advent calendar, always, always great. And yep. Beauty often donate to their charity. So it's a nice, authentic partnership. And why not like donate a little bit too? 
so exciting. That's great. Mm-hmm. And I do believe normally the cult beauty advent calendars do ship internationally, but yes. maybe, maybe this one might be different because it's like a limited, you know, charity one, but we could buy it. I am down for buying a bougie advent calendar this year. Yes. I've been saying it for years and I mean, I haven't spent my money on anything. No, that's a lie. I've probably spent my money on more than ever before because of isolation, but still treat yourself. Absolutely. Uh, next on our list is the leaked by Rito Beauty, which is exciting. Yeah. Do you know any more information about this? All I know is that there's been a, they're calling it iconoclastic. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that word means. Sounds like some sort of condition, like where your hips <laughs> bulge out of their joints or something. Ooh. Iconoclastic is an adjective that means criticizing criticizing or attacking cherished beliefs or institutions. A, an iconoclastic filmmaker who has pushed the boundaries with every film he's made. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're calling it an iconoclastic makeup line and it's due it's color cosmetics from Byredo due to launch on October 1st. Woohoo! And there appears to be mascara, lipstick eyeliners face stick I don't know what's in that compact no no clue I can this palette of some sort oh I've found some opened up looking pictures a beautiful colorful lip line that's exciting there's like maybe they're multi-purpose lip products uh there's like blues like a vibrant blue and like a sage green and a black and a deep purple and I can't imagine these are all lipsticks they must be multi-use products and the palette is an eyeshadow palette with a orange a violet purple a tealy blue a a green color and like a charcoaly shimmery shade a bizarre color collection not a color story by any means oh oh yeah. Why blue and purple? I have no idea. I think that's why they must be multi-use products. I mean, they are multi-use products, but what the hell do you use them on? Your eyes? Yeah, or your lips. Make it stop. <laughs> you don't like it. I mean, there's some neutral colours in there as well, like plenty of pinks and a red and some shimmery nude colours, which I assume you would use as eyeshadows. So they must be eyeshadows. It freaks me out. I hate them. Rare beauty. Insert sound grab. I'm so rare. <laughs> you know? Another one. <laughs> Has finally launched. I will say, the packaging's got me a little thirsty. Me too. It's got Fenty vibes. And I've read it's got Fenty slash Mark Jacobs vibes. And I was like, oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, I feel like it has Fenty slash Glossier packaging vibes almost. Ooh, yeah, I see that too. So finally they've dropped. They've got a full range of foundations, 48 colours in like a natural glowy vibe, which hello, yes, please. Uh, Concealer collection to match, cream concealer application brush that's the only brush that they've launched and a beauty sponge which apparently has quite a soft texture the sponge looks weird it looks like a sponge that you'd use like in the sink yeah it's kind of like pointy and diamondy shape like looks like a rock i guess it's meant to look like a gem rare beauty a gem rare gem but it's like actually spongy yeah yes yeah yeah it's weird uh a primer and a setting spray eyeliner there's this blotting compact yeah like a blotting powder 
a, yeah, blotting and touch-up kit. It's actually not a powder. It's a kit that contains a – it's a powder-filled puff that's replaceable and also blotting sheets on the other side. So it's like a full, like, oily girl touch-up kit, which cool. Yeah. Different. And yeah, different. And then there's also cream eyeshadows. Um, really they call them balm lipsticks. So yes. Yeah, that's what was speaking to me. Me too. And then a liquid lipstick and a colored gloss as well. So and not a colored gloss, a range of colored glosses. Mm. A very comprehensive makeup line. Yeah, they also have illuminators and they bought out the illuminators in like ten shades and they show them wow. the skin tones. So I was, yeah, I was very impressed with that. It wasn't even just like a light, medium, dark. Like they had a really nice different range of highlighters, which was great. I have got a few comments to make. First of all, a notable comment about the fact that there are no powders in this line whatsoever. There's no powder blushes. There's no powder bronzer, no eyeshadows. There is no powders, Mm. which is exciting. Yeah. I mean, all cream products that's great uh and also some really lovely comments about the fact that one of their liquid or their liquid blushes come in some true shades so like a true red um which will be great for deeper skin tones rather than something that leans on like a light shimmery ready coral color kind yeah, of thing to dilute for any skin with a rich undertone yeah a hundred percent and yeah the packaging i'm about it's a bit like mid-century meets Glossier meets Fenty. It's just a love. All right, let's wrap up Beauty News with – I haven't seen any VMAs makeup. Tell me. So the VMAs were obviously dominated by the looks that included the face masks and the fact that Bella Hadid and Miley Cyrus were basically – they weren't basically naked, but they were very scantily clad. Mm-hmm. And – in terms of the makeup looks for the VMAs, they were very, very neutral, which is super exciting. Natural beauty is all the way everywhere at the moment. And notable comments, would I would say, foxy eye trends still going strong. For everyone who wasn't wearing only mascara, uh, I would say notably double stacked eyelashes on the outer corner to like give the outside of the eye a very full look. Winged liner for everyone who wasn't naturally foxy mm-hmm. <laughs> and snatched natural eyeshadow with like that very soft, you know, powdery shadow blend that kind of draws the eye back towards the temples without looking overdone, which is, I mean, I love it. And I would say like key trend would be very naked looking inner corners, which I know you and I both love. Mm. So no, not a lot of eyeshadow on the inner parts of the eye, not a lot of liner there either, really like concentrating on the outer third. And other than that, there were some pops of color. So some celebrities were choosing one color placement, whether it be like a lip or an eyeshadow. So none of that like single tonal look where it's like, I've got the same pink eyeshadow as I do blush, as I do lipstick, which we were seeing for a little bit there. Mm. So yeah. That's my comments on the VMA's makeup. Okay. I'm going to st- – I've been talking through some pics and, yeah, you've summarised well. It's good. I like these trends. It's like Same. real-person real makeup. It is real-person makeup. I'm loving the natural bases. It's just finally, like, people looking like – I know they're all beautiful people, but looking like real people. Yeah, and I feel like all of these looks I could look through and people could show them as a formal inspo look, that kind of vibe. Like, it's still very wearable. 
Yes, for sure. We've definitely gone away from the euphoria makeup trends of last year. Yeah. I think that's it for new. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Dang, these products are so good. What is your beauty fave this week? Now, I know it might seem like I have a new fake tan favorite every time I mention a fake tan. But for some it's of them, not true. You were talking about Josie Marin's fake tan oil for like six months. <laughs> yeah, but then I also talked about Luna Bronze. Oh, yeah. What's this and, one? And then I feel like I've also potentially spoken about the Isle of Paradise spray. Mm. Anyway, I used this week the Saint-Tropez bronzing water gel. I saw Lydia Elise Millen talk about it. It's part of their purity range, which has no guide color. It's a three-hour express tan. Mm. The thing is, I always forget to fake tan before bed. So I like when I can put on a tan and wear it throughout the day, particularly when you're working from home, it works. Yeah. I will say I didn't do a perfect application because I had no guide color, but I was also doing it pretty willy-nilly. It smells delicious it says yeah. it's a tropical smell but it's not like bondi sandsy fake tanny fake coconut sunscreeny smell it actually smells really nice i enjoy yeah, it's the smell. that florally saint-tropez scent is it yeah maybe i feel like it's different to the regular saint-tropez smell um it didn't dry my skin out it's got a funny texture it says water gel it is it's like a, a gel that's quite wet and dry <laughs> relatively fast they say water gel it is it's like a gel that's quite watery <laughs> Shut up. And um, it did develop quickly and to a really natural colour. Like it's enough that I don't look pasty white, but I also don't massively look like I've fake tanned. This would be a good week-to-week fake tan for me, whereas I might add a layer of the Josie to amp it up slightly or if I had an event, then I'd be using my Luna Bronze for reference of like when I would use the tans. Brenton goes, your tan looks good, nice colour and you don't stink. So also boyfriend approved, which is actually quite important when it comes to fake tan sometimes. So it is important, especially if you're wearing it around the house all day. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there you go. And you could wear it like to go and run errands throughout the day because there's no guide colour. You don't look muddy and dirty and gross and you don't print off and transfer onto clothes and stuff. So really like it I got mine from chemist warehouse that's a good one and I, what I like about a more natural tanner is that you can re- basically reapply them without really worrying about scrubbing them off too much except where they start to build up so that's it's a good one especially for now when we're not trying to impress anyone we're just trying to not be repulsed by ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I also whilst you're talking about fake tan wanted to touch on the fact that we had a few people message us about the Me- Mecca Athletica body range mm-hmm. 
because people were asking us whether or not we thought that the AHA, BHA, PHA body wash would in fact exfoliate away your fake tan. And from a listener's point of view, no, it does not. We've had it confirmed. You heard it here, you heard it here first. I think it must like slightly, but it's not going to like strip you. So it's probably a really good way of helping your fake tan not grab to every last bit of dead skin cell. Yes. But and also, yeah, probably a good one to be using almost, I guess, every day that's mm-hmm. going to help naturally wear away your fake tan. By the, and then by the time, you know, you're five days in and it's time to remove your tan anyway, you've, you've done half the work. Yeah, totally. I want it for that reason. Same. Uh, what's your beauty fave? My beauty fave this week has been the unsung hero of my makeup collection for the last six months, I would say, or maybe it's been less, the Kosas Concealer. I'm bringing her back to talk about her because I'm almost finished and I've used it almost, I think I have used it every day, and it's just such a bloody good concealer and I will 100% repurchase it. Yeah, it really does hit that, like, Glossier Stretch Concealer and Bare Minerals Serum Concealer meets NARS Creamy Concealer or Soft Matte. Like, it just sits right in the middle and you can just cater it like you want. It's so perfect. It's the best concealer to touch up your face areas that you need to touch up. And it works beautifully under the eyes as well, especially because I'm, you know, getting on in years. My under eye creases are, you know, doubling rapidly and I never have to set this, yet it still looks beautiful at all times. And I love it. Yeah, it's really nice. I think I'll buy some of that for my kit whenever I can get into store and swatch them all. You should, for sure. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hairnet. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. What's your non-beauty fave? You know what my non-beauty fave is this week. I have binged Selling Sunset. It makes me gleam. (laughs) I know the exact feeling. It's so joy. It's the trashiest shit ever. And I just was smiling from ear to ear the other night. Adrian came in and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm watching Selling Sunset. It is the best release for me to sit down, look at $40 million mansions and listen to other people bitch about absolute meaningless bullshit. And I just love it. Mm, It's so good. It's so, so good. Have you finished it? I haven't finished. I'm still getting through. I'm probably at the end of season two now. So I'm up to season three. Who's your favourite? Um, I like Chriselle and um, the blonde one with the weirdly small but big mouth. Oh, yes. Um, she's like, was a Playboy bunny or something. Um, was she? Oh, maybe a play, maybe on the cover. I don't know. The thing about her mouth, I'm obsessed with it because she's got such nice big lips, but like she you does. only see like four of her teeth at a time. I'm like, how yeah. do you why, like if she was at the dentist and they had to do work with the back, she'd be fucked. She'd get a split if, lip. If she wore a Fenty Beauty gloss bomb, it would gather on the inside of her lips for sure. Yeah, it's just like she's got such a cute Bratz doll mouth that it seems non-functional. Heather. Heather. Yeah. I like Heather and Chriselle. Who do you like? I like Maya and I like... Of course, I like Maya. She's the only normal one, but I forgot that she existed because she's normal. Oh, I just think she's she's so funny and I love her. I love everything about her, really. Uh, I like Chriselle, but also she she has this look and it's her eyebrows. They're so pointed in her arch 
that when she smiles, like if you weren't looking at her mouth that was showing a smile, you would think that she was glaring at you and death staring you. Oh, I experienced that, so I empathize with her. No, but not in the same way. Like you have bitchy eyes. (laughs) Everything about her face says friendly, except her eyebrows. I'm like, oh, I'm so confused. (laughs) Interesting. Like overly groomed, overly arched. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's just the best shit ever. Uh, I also wanted to shout out a non-beauty fave, which is my plants. God, they're thriving in this sunshine. I love them. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm I'm really looking forward to these long, bright, indirect sunlight days. <laughs> What's your non-beauty fave? Uh, mine is The Block. How oh. basic do I want to be? Do you watch it? I started watching it and then on Sunday night, Eliza was like, this, pe- this person has no taste. And I was like, oh, what are, you, what are you talking about? She was like, the block. And I was like, shit, I've just gone through a whole week and I missed the room reveal. So I'm behind by days. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, it's only on three days a week, isn't it? Or four? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, I mean, maybe it's why I decided to uh, order turf in like a 12-hour span from when I started watching the block. Maybe. Uh, it's just really got me in the mood. I like watching. <laughs> I like got you in the mood. <laughs> for, for renovating. I don't know. I just I love it. And I also like that it's in Melbourne. I think it makes me like it more because you're like, where did they get that from? Oh, they totally got that from Fenton and Fenton. Or like they went to Aura Home. Like I like seeing where they shop. Yeah, I agree. I also like that this time around they have different period houses. So it's yeah. not like they're competing with the same blank canvas you know, to produce something different. It's kind of like the block two seasons ago where they had the houses in the row with um, Elise and Josh, Elise Knowles and her partner Josh. It's kind of like that season, which I I really liked that season too. I also like the period homes in the fact that it gives you like a little bit of information about styling and the era as well. Like, yeah, I don't just need to see shit that I buy for my house. It's nice to see like oh, they shouldn't have used shutters there. They should have used Venetians. But I'm like, oh, it's a Brighton home. I'd put shutters in every Brighton home. So, yeah. yeah I totally agree. It is interesting, though, because they've picked period homes, but they're not actually um, – they're not doing the houses up, respecting the period character as well. Like, even though they're styling them like the period um, – This is an absolute tangent, but I was watching Restoration Australia, which is a series on Netflix. Oh, I should watch it. Well, Well, what they do is there's these people who buy these old houses and they basically have to do them up to the justice of the period, which means Uh that they have to employ all of the techniques for like building the walls or mixing the cement with like a certain type of dirt. Like it's that kind of vibe. And the plaster that they were ripping down in the, in the oldest home, it had like all of these sticks. And then they were saying that they plaster over the top of it. I watched a season of restoration Australia where they use that plastering technique and they have to put hair in it to make the plaster stick to the wood Anyway, bizarre. And we watched someone labor over that plastering technique for like six months. And then the first episode of The Block, they friggin' ripped those walls down so quick. And I was like, the hard work that went into those walls centuries ago. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, interesting. I do find it tricky as well the fact that they've got to balance like uh, a Brighton style 
modern contemporary home with elements and how many elements they need to include of the period in there. Like, God, it's difficult yeah. to balance. I feel for them. I truly do. For sure, especially because a lot of them would have, yeah, had a beautiful modern style that suits their vibe as with every other season but they have to consider the period this season which is an interesting twist yeah I one of the girls who's slightly annoying and I can tell I probably won't like by the end but she was crying she was like this morning my block lost because I wanted to come in and create something that I loved and that was in my style and now I have to create something that you know targets someone else's demographic or like you know another period that's not what I thought I was going to do and it makes me upset. Yeah. I do feel for you because like you kind of want to go and spend money and create your dream house that you're going to end up selling and not living in but like wasn't it fun to create but also that's not what it's about so yeah it's super interesting and like you think about how many people have gotten jobs out of the block as interior stylists Mm. after the block is finished because people love their style so much they're not really going to get as much of an opportunity to do that this year. Or will they because they can show that they can adapt? I don't know. Anyway, that was uh, our block podcast. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Uh, we have a look quote. Let's, let's get to that. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Our Laquo is from Karina. She says, what's the difference between peptides and ceramides? Do we all need them in our regime? And highly recommended products. Thank you, Karina. Good question, Karina. Great question. Very easy to answer. What's the difference between peptides and ceramides? Well, they're completely different ingredients that both (laughs) end in I-D-E-S. Yes. Peptides are the personal trainers for your muscles in your skin. Am Mm. I right? Yeah. That's an analogy that you've learned it by, right? P for peptides, P for personal trainers. Yeah. 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 (laughs) They're the amino acids that make up the proteins in your skin like collagen. So they're the building blocks for collagen, essentially. They make the collagen sort of build and work better and faster it's like i'm gonna use the gym analogy again but it is it's like going to the gym to build muscle yeah you know and that's what a peptide does so of course people that would be wanting to use peptides would be people concerned with aging and people that are sensitive to other ingredients that might target those concerns so for example do you need to use peptides if you're already using a vitamin c which is collagen boosting maybe not but they would also work great together. Or can you not use retinol because you're sensitive? Well, rest assured you're not doomed. You can use other anti-aging ingredients such as peptides. So, Also, peptides may be not as effective for someone who's already deep into their aging process. Like They're probably more suitable for someone who is in that mid-20s through to mid to late 30s as well, I would say. Think prevention with peptides. So do we all need them? We answered your question there. If you're 18, no. If you're 70, maybe too late. So (laughs) if you've got some prevention concerns, maybe 25 to 40, peptides would be great. I'd also say you don't have to, and I think we've broken down peptides before and we said this last time, but you don't have to necessarily look out for a serum for peptides. So when you're looking at your serum, generally you're looking for your skin concern and I wouldn't be like, I want a peptide serum. You'd never say that. You might say I want a hyaluronic serum or I want a vitamin C, but I just wouldn't say I want a peptide serum. Yeah. Going to see them in conjunction with other ingredients. So maybe it's a beautiful oil that's got peptides in it or vitamin C serum with peptides in it. Yeah, it's something that I wouldn't seek out entirely on its own. 
On an ingredients list, what does a peptide look like? Uh, it's worth Googling because some of them are like patented. Mm. There's lots of them. They're all like matrixels and all of that kind of jazz, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah, um, that makes sense. There's another one that's really popular. Copper, like copper peptides. Yeah. They're very popular. Um, Apparently there are hundreds of peptides. Yeah, there's so many. So basically think about boosting collagen and elastin, but also they do help to strengthen your skin barrier a little bit. That's Uh where they tie in with ceramides. Yep. Now, those who are after ceramides, it's sort of the reverse. So they are a little bit anti-aging in the sense that they can sort of protect the skin, but largely it's about building and protecting your skin's barrier and hydration. Yes. So does everyone need them? No. If your combination normal skin, you've got a decent skin barrier, maybe you don't need them. But if you are sensitive, if you are dry, if you have rosacea, if you have over exfoliated. Yeah, if you've sensitized your skin, yep. then yes, they're great. Sure, you don't have to use them because maybe you've got omegas and other fatty acids or, you know, an argan oil that contains linoleic acid and other things in there that might help your skin barrier. So not essential, but we personally love them for hydration and for skin barrier repair. So, yeah, that's the people that are looking at ceramides, very different target group to the people that are looking for peptides. Maybe you fit into both and you can certainly use both at once. Yes. Great. Thanks for that. That was very thorough. You're welcome. Oh, one last thing. She asked for your favorite products. Oh. Now, I'm sure that pretty much all of my Paula's Choice products have some peptides snuck in because she tends to sneak a little bit of everything in there. Yeah. Um, I know that the eye creams that I use from her, I've got the purple one, like the anti-aging one. I know that has peptides. I also like my Sarah Chapman overnight facial that has uh matrixel or one of those like painted peptides and that's delightful uh in terms of ceramides i mean how many times can we say it dr jart ceramidin is great (laughs) therapy if you're on a budget and you love your great barrier relief yes Yes, I do. Uh, I can't think of anything in particular that has a peptide on it in my skincare routine because I don't actively look for them. Yeah, they're just snuck in delightfully. Yeah, sorry. Don't have anything to add. (laughs) Yeah, but I think as we said, like, don't go out looking for a peptide cream. But if you've read it in the description, maybe like copper peptides to help with this or whatever, it's a good thing to tick off, but it's not like, oh my God, I need a peptide ingredient, like peptide serum. Yeah, apparently there's an ordinary serum, like fully full of matrixel like it's a matrixel ordinary serum yeah but what's the fuck's the point i'm sorry but you'd have to use that alongside 85 other serums that makes me angry i totally agree but if you decided that you want to put peptides in your skincare and you want to see whether they work maybe add that in see if it makes a difference yeah if you must if you must just took it to my veins snack of the week my favorite of the week is I posted it on our stories, is the McVitie's digestive biscuits, but the thin ones. You are Michelle. You are my mother. She is obsessed with those digestive biscuits. The thin someone ones? asked, Yeah, someone asked if they're gluten-free and they're definitely not. Yeah, that was Kirsty. Uh, oh. No, they're not gluten-free, um, which is sad. And I do have a good gluten-free alternative. There's the Shah ones. They do digestives and they're perfectly fine. So why am I eating the non-gluten-free ones, you ask? My mum dropped them at my door and so I ate them all. But it was – they're delicious. They're so thin 
So it's like there's not that much biscuit, but you still get the chocolatey delight and they're <laughs> great for dunking in tea, but they're also crispy enough that you can eat them on their own. Yep. A true delight. The thing with the regular digestives is they're so biscuity that I like to dunk them because I like them when they go soggy, whereas these ones are thin enough that I enjoy the snap. Yes, yeah. I, they're a more of an Alex biscuit because I'm not that into sweet biscuits, but I do like a good crunch. Yeah, very true. What was your snack? My snack, I remembered, is my coffee machine, which isn't a snack. So, but it kind of is. We got a new coffee machine. And if you like to make coffee, if you're a scientist by trade or by interest, then you will love to buy your own coffee machine because I've spent a full week perfecting the grind, the flow, (laughs) the amount of pressure that I put in to squash my little grind down. And the number of seconds that it takes for the shot to be poured. Like I'm Mm. fully a mad coffee scientist and it's the best thing ever. I find it so therapeutic making a coffee and they taste amazing. So that was my snack of the week is black coffee. I can absolutely empathize because I feel the same with sourdough, except it takes like a full day to make sourdough. So I don't get the reward and as many trials at perfection. What is the coffee machine? You keep talking about it and then not even plugging it. It's the Breville Barista Express. I did link it in our show notes a couple of weeks ago when I bought it. And I, I see the people who wanted to look at my coffee machine. I'll link it again. Um, it's great. It's really good. Why do you drink black coffee? I drink black coffee because I'm intolerant to milk. Well, and why don't you use like Oatly? So I don't like that. I find that with most almond milks, other than the barista style almond milks, they taste like water. So there's no yeah. point in them. They just give my coffee a milky color and soy milk is fine, but it, I find that when I drink too much of it, it, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't like it in what high doses. Oatly, the barista. I don't, I don't know. I've never bought it. I might like it. I think you should try it. Also, why don't you just use lactose free milk? Yuck, I don't like the flavour of milk. I don't like milk full stop. That's why I'm very happy to drink a black coffee. Do you put sugar in it? No. Oh, what the fuck? I'm not a coffee drinker, so that just sounds like fucking piss to me, like acidic, dirty piss. Well, that's why you have to make a nice, rich coffee with lots of crema on top so that it doesn't taste like rich piss. What do you mean by (laughs) crema? Like a nice creamy black coffee that's like been brewed to perfection so that it doesn't taste like acid and it doesn't taste like burnt, you know? Uh, it's just such a foreign thing. Coffee and wine, I'm such a toddler when it comes to those things. Like I don't enjoy them and I'm not ashamed of it and you can all get fucked. No, you don't have to enjoy it. It's just, it's a spice of life for me. Yeah, I wish I, do you know what? When the four o'clock hits and I eat a block of chocolate, I feel like that's the time when other people might have a coffee. And yeah. I do miss it for that purpose. But um, I know that I'd shit myself and have a heart attack 45 seconds after consuming it. So it's really not worth it. Yeah, you have to build up your tolerance. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's me. I'm done. I'm done too. On that note, <laughs> I'm shitting myself. Let's get out of here. Fingers crossed, by the way, that we don't have to record too many more mini episodes, even though we love doing them. We might be coming out of ISO soon, not to jinx it. Yeah, I don't see it happening. Oh, no. I really don't. I don't feel it in my waters at all. I think we need two more weeks. All right. Two more mini apps for you. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We will see you on Wednesday with a mini app. Chat to you then. Bye.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.